Welcome to the Financial Liberty Podcast. Until you wake up from the American dream, financial uncertainty will be your American reality. Join Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto and their guest as they explore how you can attain financial liberty by uncovering truths that have been kept secret for decades. Have you ever played a game and didn't know the rules? How can you ever win? Learn the rules to the game and in turn, learn how to win. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Financial Liberty Project with Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto. Today, they've got a special guest joining them, and I'm going to let them take over the show. Good afternoon, Sam and Coase. How are you? Good afternoon. Doing great. Good yeah, morning, good. afternoon, and good evening. Yeah, and, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We have a special guest on today's podcast, and uh, joining us from good old Newport Beach, California, we've got a uh, an individual who's a, a, a specialist and an expert in the 401k market. Um and, you know, because this is something that we, we, we've been tackling, we've been talking to a lot of people about, is that, you know, part of the businesses that are out there, some of them have 401ks, some of them don't have 401ks, and we run into people all the time that are employers or businesses, and they don't necessarily have 401ks, and some of them do. And, hey, we figured, hey, you know what, why not do a show about 401ks so we can provide some information to these individuals and see, you know, if there's any any benefits and some of the pitfalls of 401k plans and what better than to have a individual who works with a financial institution that specializes in 401ks, David King. David King's our guest today. He's with John Hancock. Welcome, David. Welcome, man. Welcome. You know, I really appreciate the fact that you're here. And and real quick, you're a, you're a regional vice president for John Hancock. And it's pretty interesting. You, you have had 18 years of industry experience and uh, you were at one point with paychecks. So uh, just out of curiosity, just real quick, can you, can you um, give us an idea? What got you into the 401k side of the business being this financial industry business is so huge? Why, why specifically the 401k market? That's a great question. And first off, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, funny story how I ended up in the 401k business. Uh, originally, I was going to school to be a marriage and family therapist. So my aspirations oh. were to be Dr. Phil. <laughs> and as I was finishing my degree, I got a call from Paychex to uh, basically work as a sales assistant in the retirement services division. And so back in 1998, I accepted that position, making exactly $12.10 per hour. And as I worked in that position, I got to see uh, salespeople, what, what caused them to succeed, what caused them to fail, got to learn about 401k plan documents and really the ins and outs of the retirement plan business, and also got to take a peek at the commission reports for the salespeople. So. At one no, point, I asked my boss, how can I make that kind of money? Because $12.10 an hour really isn't cutting it. So about 2001, I started getting out representing the uh, sales force for paychecks in the Orange County area and have never looked back. That's awesome. That's actually a very good story. And you know, the reality is, uh, Dave, is that the 401k industry is not too far away from marriage therapy, right? It's very true. It's very true. <laughs> it's very yeah, true. isn't that funny how the two are linked <laughs> more, more closely than you would imagine? Oh my! So I, God. I, I'm just kind of like trying to picture the first time you looked at those uh, commission statements you mentioned, and uh, I'm just thinking, how big and wide eye did you get looking at that? Making was it twelve dollars and ten cents an hour? Yeah, I'd say uh, it provided some motivational incentive for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we've been talking quite a bit, David, about um, uh, about the 401k industry, and and uh, you know, you you know so much about this information. And Coz and I, again, we run into a lot of people on a regular basis. 
Uh, and, and they're employers, and sometimes they've got 401k plans already installed, and sometimes they don't. And what we wanted to do was just uh, reach out to you and help us provide some information to some of these individuals because not long ago, you know, let's start a lot long ago, you and I were having a discussion and, and um, we were talking about an issue that you had run into with regards to a, a client that had a 401k plan. Um, that you discovered that they didn't file their Form 5500 for, I don't know, it's a two, three, four years straight. And I wanted to go ahead and get an idea. So what are the ramifications? I mean, first of all, what, what is, is a Form 5500? Yeah, let's start there. Yeah. Well, just like we file our income tax returns each year as employees, right? A reconciliation of our earnings, taxes paid, all that fun stuff that is uh, done through our CPA. A retirement plan is required to do the same things uh, through what's known as IRS Form 5500. So a reflection of plan assets, uh, current year plan growth, uh, basically a lot of check boxes regarding things that they need for, for compliance purposes. But look at your 5500 is basically the uh, income tax form for the 401k plan that's filed each year. Okay. Okay. And, and are, what are the penalties, or if there are any, um, for not filing one of those? Is it pretty much similar to kind of like how an individual, a normal individual like like you and I, if we if we just skip on on uh, filing taxes, uh, obviously there's some penalties. Are are they re- relatively steep, or you know how how, how do they uh, how does it come out? Yeah, penalties can be extremely steep. We're talking you know a three digit number per day for each day that you're late in filing. Uh, thankfully, the IRS has uh, alleviated some of that burden through delinquent filers programs, where if you're proactive in catching the fact that you haven't filed your fifty five hundred and you know, one, two, three, four years, uh, they do give, they do cut you a, a break and alleviate some of that financial burden, but obviously better just to do it right uh, on the front end, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And is that the extent of it or, you know, is, is there anything beyond the, uh, the, the daily fees that uh, you mentioned? Uh, can it, can it get worse than that? You know, uh, not typically. Uh, obviously, there's always risk for plan disqualification, which you want to avoid. But in most cases, it's just going to get really expensive for the plan sponsor. Right. And to throw your hands in the air and just say you didn't know uh, isn't really going to be sufficient for them. You should have been more educated on the front end as to what your responsibilities were with that 401k plan. Okay. And, and then when you say the word sponsor, that typically means the the employer of that business that has the 401k plan. Is that correct? That's correct. Typically talking about the business owner. Right. So this is an important piece of information. If you're listening and you're a business owner, um, this is something that you want to you know, make sure that you've got your, your T's uh, crossed and I's dotted, that uh, you're filing that form 5500 consistently every year. Uh, right, right. And, and I'm assuming that a lot of people or a lot of businesses fall into this realm of not being able to file the form 5500 uh, just based on you know, their, their ability to, to hire individuals to help with that particular area. Because if you're a, a sole proprietor or you're a, a business owner and you're handling everything yourself, you're, you're responsible for filing the Form 5500 amongst everything else, like running the company, uh, taking a look at the books, making sure sales are up and uh, managing and managing your employees. Uh, this can pretty much kind of get away from you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it can be forgotten. You know, just it's, it's not in your normal uh, focal point of thinking. Like you're, you know, it, I think we're, most people are used to... Uh, understanding or thinking that at the end of the year or you know come april april time frame they have to file taxes but no one no one really thinks oh i've got to file my form 5500 um, because i'm a business owner with a 401k plan 
So um, it's, it requires some, um, some training to, to be able to get yourself to think that way as a business owner. Yeah. 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 So, so what, what other aspects would you say some other pitfalls, Dave, that uh, besides the form 5,500, unless that's the biggest one that you encounter from time to time when you're, when you see 401k plans that are in existence right now, um, just from your experience, what have been the pitfalls that you witnessed from you know the years doing this that employers you know need to be worried about? Yeah, I'd say overall the challenge for a plan sponsor or business owner is they really don't know what they don't know. A one size fits all approach to four hundred one k plans is not going to produce optimal results. So individual plans need to be looked at. Uh, on a case-by-case basis, and proper guidance needs to be provided with those plans on on the front end. Sadly, many businesses want a 401k plan. They just kind of throw it into place without a lot of front uh, front end thought as to plan design. How do we want to structure this plan to meet key employee objectives? Who are we really focusing on uh, relative to the benefit of this plan? Is it the owners? Is it key employees? Is it rank-and-file employees? Is it really all the above? Really, those answers to those questions are really going to help us to appropriately design a plan. So I can't possibly deliver you the ideal plan solution without understanding your key objectives, your desires, your needs. All of those are very important factors uh, that go in on the front end of of just doing this right from the get-go. So really, uh, challenges for plan sponsors is, is really when they're not educated enough on the front end or really clueless as to what their options are relative to overall plan design. So we have issues with compliance testing. So there are discrimination laws in place. The IRS wants to make sure that business owners and highly compensated employees are not implementing plans for their own benefit while neglecting the rank and file. So discrimination testing rules are in place that limit you as either an owner or highly compensated employee. So you can only uh, contribute a certain percentage above what rank and file employees are contributing. So I'm sure you have many listeners out there who are failing their compliance testing right now. It's called an average deferral percentage test. Whereas if I, as a highly compensated employee, defer more than 2% above the average of rank and file, that excess comes back to me as what's called a corrective distribution. That on two levels. Number one, I'm getting that money that I saved in my retirement plan back. Number two, I now have to take that money that I got back as, as taxable income, which means I typically have to amend my tax return. So that once again, fun. once again, what a, what a rude awakening you know, for a business owner, highly compensated employee when they get that surprise at the end of each year. And I would imagine that they have a certain amount of time to, to uh, bring themselves back into compliance of, in that scenario. Yeah, that's correct. And they're brought back into compliance basically by having those excess contributions returned to participants who made the excess contribution. Okay, and then if you don't comply within within the required time frame, then again, you're going to be looking at potential penalties. Absolutely, or plan disqualification. Absolutely, we're dealing with a sophisticated IRS tax code here, so you want to make sure that you're always staying within the guidelines of government standards when it comes to operating your 401k plan. Gotcha, gotcha, and and of course your 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 company, uh, John Hancock provides a lot of those services that helps individuals stay compliant. And that's kind of one of the keys, right? Is that as a business owner, you want to focus on, on your business. And, uh, you know, of course, you also want to focus on your retirement and help your employees out when it comes to benefits, medical as well as retirement. 
But really the key facet and the reason why you probably got into business is not to start a 401k plan, but is to go ahead and do what you wanted to, to do, which is grow your business with the specific service or value that, that you uh, or product that you provide. And so the last thing you want to have happen is take a complicated product such as a 401k plan, a, a device like a 401k plan, and do it wrong from the beginning. And what's really interesting, Dave, is that you, you indicated in the very beginning that it's, it's, it, it, it's kind of like buying a car. You just can't walk into a, a parking lot and just kind of go in blindfolded and just, you know, the very first piece of metal that you touch, you decide to buy. Uh, there's really a lot of thought that goes into it. And, and it really, a 401k plan needs to be designed really, you know, based on what the, the goals are and the ideas and values are of the, the company owner or, or the, uh, the people in charge of that business. And I think a lot of times, you know, we run into individuals and, uh, you know, from, from just speaking to some people, some small business owners or just business owners in general, uh, they'll, they'll go ahead and just get one just because, because, you know, someone told them it's a good benefit for their employers or I'm sorry, their employees, not necessarily going through the potential ramifications that they may have. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, again, we're, we're looking at this and, you know, it's a complete, it's a great value. I mean, considering that we're, we're no longer in, in this society where, you know, corporate America is taking care of us through the form of pensions anymore. We have to go ahead and put aside some revenue or some revenue, some, some uh, savings on our own to make sure that our, our golden years are going to be taken care of. So a 401k plan, absolutely, in our opinion, is, a, is, is one of those areas that if you're looking to get employed somewhere, you want to make sure that they've got a good 401k plan and hopefully something where there's, there's some matching involved. Um, but again, going back to what you and I were, uh, or your, you had indicated earlier, is that it's not one of those just turnkey things that you can just walk into and say, well, there it is. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, um, choose this thing right out of the box and and press a button and let it go, right? I mean, it's more complicated than that. That's absolutely correct. And as a business owner who's just trying to keep your doors open, focused on revenue generating functions, like you said, you don't typically have a lot of time to research and uh, you know make intelligent decisions regarding your retirement plan. Typically, you trust the person who's sitting across from you. Uh, you're trusting them to guide you uh, down the road and hoping that they're looking out for your best interest as they design this plan. But sadly, in, in a lot of cases, that, that's just not the way uh, things turn out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what we see a lot of. You know, we, we, we hear often that uh, one of the reasons that uh, a business owner would want to have a 401k plan, besides the obvious that they would want to use it for themselves, but there's other benefits, uh, right, where they can uh, have a 401k in the business and to attract talent, you know, that they can employ into their company or to... Uh, or to keep the employees that they have more content and therefore, you know, more likely to stay with the company. Um, is that, is that in your um, experience, a pretty big benefit for an employer, a business? hundred percent, hundred percent accurate. Correct. Yeah. I think one of the toughest challenges for business these days is to not only find top talent, but to retain it. Right. And I look at benefits of a company as a professional extension of that company. Right. So those, Benefits that you're offering your employees are a direct reflection on you, which means you need to even put more thought toward who am I really bringing on as my benefit providers. So there are, you know, there are some top names out there, and there are some certainly some bottom dwellers in the industry. So you want to make sure you know who you're doing business with on the front end. And uh, I'd say the quality of your retirement plan is going to dictate greatly who's going to stay on board with your company and who's going to leave. Right. Right. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, no, and 
And, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, Dave is, is some of the, some of the uh, things that we, you and I, cause we, we will run into people and, and uh, just strike conversation. And a lot of times, um, cause we, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're all about waking up and not having to worry about money and it encompasses so many things. Right. So that, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll just be having a, um, a you know, a drink at, uh, after a round of golf somewhere and we're talking to an employer of a company and um, sometimes the subjects of 401ks come up because, you know, we're saying, hey, you know, what about your golden years? And then the response is to us is, I just don't have the time, nor do I have the funds to go ahead and start one up. And you know, so, of course, they don't have one in place, but they just don't have the time nor the resources to start one up. Um, you know, just out of curiosity, Dave, it's, what would you say to an individual like that? Because we completely get it. You're a small business. You're just trying to make things happen. But... At the same time, before you know it, 10 years goes by and you keep coming out with that same objection of that rebuttal saying that I just don't have time to do it. I don't have the resources doing it. And, um, you know, what, what would you say to an individual like that? I'd say there are a lot of misconceptions out there regarding a retirement plan, right? Like it's time consuming, like it's administratively burdensome, you know, like it's expensive, right? So really my... My comment to that sort of business owner is really there is a plan out there that will suit the needs of every business, regardless of financial situation, regardless of size, and regardless of industry. And those are business owners I especially like to sit down and speak with just to clear up those misconceptions and help them understand clearly that they can, in fact, have a plan. And it's actually a very simple process if you're working with the right people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we see that all the time. Because you know, we'll run into some some business owners, and they just don't have the time to do it. Not just that, but you know, we run into people that that um, say, "Hey, did you contribute to your IRA?" It's like, ah, oh, no, I just don't have time to do it. But you know, interesting enough, we also have those stories of people that say they don't have anything, but then yet we find out for the past twenty years, money was taken out of their uh, out of their paychecks and put into a four hundred one k plan, and they were in shock to see how much money they were able to get and grow. You know, all these years later. And they just, they actually would like to go back in time and say, had I known that this would happen, I would have put more. It's really almost the same thing, right? That's, yeah, that's right. important. That's important. Yeah. You know, we also, uh, Dave, run into um, cases where uh, an employer doesn't even understand um, that because he has a business and the government uh, provides businesses, you know, um, a structure with which they can they can use to create retirement plans for them for themselves and their and their employees. Many business owners are not even aware, you know, not even a not even a hint of awareness that these things exist to give businesses certain advantages that you couldn't get otherwise. Um, you know, to sock away um, uh, money for retirement, they, they they just operate for sometimes decades without having any realization of that. So. Um, you know, this is part of why we're, you know, we do our podcasts and, and, uh, and get the word out. So, um, you know, hopefully we, we can, uh, uh, you know, utilize, um, you know, these, these airways, if you want to call it that to get the stuff out more, you know, more and more, but, um, what do you, what do you do to try to, um, you know, get more business owners to be aware that, uh, you know, these resources are there and, and so that they don't go 10, 20 years, not realizing that. Yeah, I always say, you know, two things you can never recoup, lost tax dollars and lost compound interest, right? I mean, whether we like it or not, money's going one way or another. Either we're keeping it or we're giving it to Uncle Sam. 
and we talk to businesses who especially who are profitable, right? Uh, wouldn't you much rather share that profit with the employees who helped you get there and take the tax benefit of that, you know, than to pay it out to Uncle Sam, right? So helping them to open their eyes up to the fact that, hey, not only is this a lucrative retirement vehicle, but it's also a strategic tax shelter uh, vehicle that can, once again, help you retain more of those dollars uh, that you're earning rather than pay them out in taxes. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, I never really thought about that. Because you're the right. IRS is now, if you are a business with 100 or fewer employees, they're actually offering a $1,500 tax credit for you just to put your plan in place. And that's typically going to reimburse your uh, your entire setup fee. So wow. tax form 8881, who I hear very few, uh, <laughs> I hear very few people even talking about this, but you know, it's it's money being left on the table if you don't take advantage of it. And how do they uh, do? They have to go through a process to um, to qualify for that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's called—the credit or a, a yeah. under. As long as you're fewer than a hundred employees, there is a small business tax credit form. Once again, it's eight 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 one, and your accountant will just fill that form out over the first three years of your retirement plan, and you get a bottom line five hundred dollar tax credit over the first three years, which will net you the the whole fifteen hundred. Wow, that's an excellent. That's an excellent tool. I mean, what, basically, what, so fifteen hundred and form eight 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 one, correct. And and is that um, specifically for four hundred one k plans, or can they be plans um, besides four hundred one k's for businesses? Yeah, it is. A, it's a retirement plan tax credit. Uh, typically, the way the credit works is just it's more conducive to a four hundred one k plan because of how uh-huh. the fees lay out. Because uh, it is the plan that typically will have some sort of startup fee and annual administrative fee, so certainly most applicable to four hundred one k plans, including solo four hundred one ks. Solos, uh, well, you don't typically have implementation fees on on uh, on solo ks. This is more to incent business owners for the benefit of their employees. Uh, the tax credit really isn't there to incent business owners. Okay. Okay. Now, now, just out of curiosity, out of curiosity, David. So, so that's for an individual. That's to entice individuals to start one. Now, let's assume that you know we got listeners and they're driving to work right now. They just started one last year. Uh, could, it, could they go back in and and um, get that fifteen hundred dollar credit if they didn't apply for that fifteen hundred dollar credit, or is just that one and done thing? You had to have done it before you started it. Yeah, it just occurs within the first three years of your plan. So maybe a missed year one, well, you still got year two and year three to take advantage of. So you got a thousand instead of fifteen hundred. That, that's correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's some really valuable information. Yeah. Always nice to find money. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know, we we'd love to go ahead and continue to keep bringing you on for more insightful information because as you know, just like anything else. Your industry is just, just has got a tremendous amount of walloped knowledge. I mean, and and of course, you're like us. You're you're a, a fire hydrant. You know, is that you just spew just a ton of water, and it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. You can never get enough of it. And uh, and I'll tell you, I mean, if if we can go ahead and ask you one last thing when it comes to a four hundred one k plan, which we have not touched on yet, and we'd like to go ahead and get you onto another podcast and touch upon this. Is you know what would your messages not uh, or what would your messages be towards employees? Because we come across a lot of individuals, and for all you guys driving or listening to us, whenever you are listening to us, there's a large amount of, of you that aren't contributing to a 401k plan, even though there is a 401k plan in place. 
And uh, I get it. You know, a lot of individuals are strapped. Um, you know, if you're in California, you're making 15 bucks an hour. When you net everything out, that's just not even enough to go ahead and 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 live through. Um, but but in your situation, uh, Dave, what what would you what would what would your message be to employees? Kind of maybe start off our next podcast when we have one uh, based on employees. Absolutely. Uh, with that, I would share some staggering statistics with you. As of 2019, 33% of Americans have no retirement savings. Only 17% of Americans believe they have enough money for their retirement. 25% of retirees have an annual household income of less than $25,000. For those of us in Southern California, very tough to live on $25,000 a year. Only 10% of retirees have any sort of written plan for retirement, have done no financial plan. They have no goal to reach, let alone a map to reach that goal. 48% of Americans don't start saving for retirement until the age of 36 or older. 30% of retirees still have mortgage debt. And only 15% of the U.S. population is retired right now. So starting late in retirement savings typically means you're going to work well into your golden years, which which is really sad. So to the younger audience, start now. Because once again, you can never recoup that lost compound interest. Uh, obviously for older savers, you know, better late than never. And maybe the definition of retirement for the older saver is different. Maybe it's not that you're going to stop working someday, but maybe it's that you're going to cut your work week down, you know, to two or three days. But in any case, you need to have a plan on the front end and you need to, you need to stick to that plan. Absolutely. And that's what, that's the message that we've got. I mean, just, you know, it's, it's interesting is that you, there's so many people that do, that, that, that try to spread the word of uh, and empower people when it comes to their money. And, and everyone just says it in a different way, but everyone's path is basically the same. We all want individuals to wake up and not have to worry about money. We're saying the same thing, just in a different manner. So um, absolutely. And, and especially for the young guys, you're absolutely right, David. I mean, if you can go ahead and do it and start contributing to a 401k plan, you're going to be very, very happy down the road. And for those individuals that are in their mid-50s or early 60s or even maybe later, if you don't have something right now, it makes a lot of sense to start because you just never know. I mean, based on the advancement in modern medicine, you might be living until you're 95, 105 years old. That would just mean another 35, 40 years on the planet, man. That's um, very correct. I'm trying to picture what you look like at 135, Sam. Hey, you know what? <laughs> they have apps that will show you that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, long and strong, baby. <laughs> be like sushi. All right. Well, um, hey, thanks a lot, Dave, for uh, for this first round. And like I said, you know, um, we'd love to go ahead and have you back on and and uh, get into some of the nitty gritty. Because the one thing that we did not discuss, and I'm sure a lot of listeners would like to hear, are some of the types of 401k plans. I mean, there's the safe harbor 401k. There's there's other attachments to it, such as a profit sharing. You know, and we also, you know, I mean, talk about maybe defined benefits as well. So um, that's for a, that's for another show. But meanwhile, I re, you know, from, from myself and from Coes, I mean, we really appreciate your time and having you come on out and, and share some of your knowledge with us and your expertise. And hopefully, hopefully, some of the listeners, you guys out there, will go ahead and and and, and rewind this this uh, podcast, especially if you're an employer, to try to find some little nuggets of information that you can go ahead and uh, empower yourself on. Right, right. And uh, I'll just add here, Sam, that um, if you guys, um, listeners, uh, I, I can say guys, guys or gals, if you have any questions and, and want to inquire more, um, want to throw your questions our way, you know, don't hesitate. Give us a call at our number, 800-640-8105. Again, I'll repeat that. 
It's 800-640-8105. So, yeah. Uh, well, Dave, thanks very much for coming on, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to doing the next, po- next podcast with you on the 401k world. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. You take care, man. You too. All right, guys, this was fantastic. We love free money, finding free money. So, Dave, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Sam and Coase, thanks for bringing them on. And, of course, thank you all for listening to the Financial Liberty Project podcast with Sam Legaspi and Coase Sukamoto. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Sam and Coase come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device, which makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family and other people that like finding free money. Just think about that. Anyway. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at the Financial Liberty Project, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. It's that time again where the call of the open road makes its way. We hope good fortune finds you on your own personal road. And until next time, we thank you for listening to the Financial Liberty Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.